Hey, it's uh, Tim Patterson. This is Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee for June 14th, 2020. When I was in the first grade, I had a friend, a close friend, that I didn't realize until years later that he was not white. He was a Native American Indian named Victor. Funny kid, great kid. We went to school together like five or six years, and then he was gone out of my life. The rest of my high school, I never recall seeing anybody that was black. Uh, in our schools. If there had been, it was very short time and not memorable to me. Uh, in college, I went to Mount Hood Community College. A little different story there, but still pretty white. Although I remember uh, I would do this work-study uh, program. I'd go in like two or three days a week to the the uh, college print shop, and one of the guys I worked with was this black guy, really dark-skinned guy named Tyrone, and he was one of the funniest guys I ever met. And he had my number too. He he could he pinned me pretty well. He sussed me out pretty good. He he could tell I was sort of this naive white kid from, you know, uh, up in the mountains. We talked a lot, but he had jokes like crazy, and a lot of them were risque, sexual in nature. But God, he made me laugh. And we worked together for like a, a term, and he was gone. We never crossed paths again. And I'm saying this because, you know, I've I've grown up in a very very white world. Oregon's pretty white. I think last time I checked, or I checked just recently, and it's like two to three percent population is black. There's certainly a, a larger Hispanic population. And, uh, but you know, this that's just the way it is. That's just the life that I've led. Uh, in radio over the years, I got into radio when I was 19 and spent over 25 years in radio. Rarely did I ever work with anybody, uh, I don't think ever on air, that was not white. There were certainly a couple of black people. I remember a black receptionist at one of the stations I worked at who was uh, a great person, great friend. I remember having great conversations with her. Uh, and then I got into the trade show industry when I was, what, um, mid to late 40s. And, you know, met a lot of clients over the years, both in the uh, trade show and interpretive world industry, and very few people of color. It's just the, 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 the people that have come into my life. There's certainly a couple of clients that I work with that, that have people of color. Uh, but So my world is, is that. And I just kind of want to explain that because when I see all the protests and all of the news coverage of what's going on in the world, not just in America, but around the world, I have to look at it and uh, you know digest it. But my experience has been very white from from day one. And yet, as a young kid, I loved music from performers like Little Richard and uh, Chuck Berry and Marvin Gaye and Sam Cooke and the Supremes and all the Motown groups. Played a lot of them, bought a lot of the records. As a teenager, you know, I loved Stevie Wonder and uh, Jimi Hendrix Bands that had a mix of races such as Santana, Thin Lizzy, uh, Sly and the Family Stone, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Three Dog Night, War, The Almond Brothers, Rufus, uh, Bruce Springsteen, and the East Street Band. And there were bands like Funkadelic, Parliament, and probably um, uh, one of the biggest bands, the, the biggest influence in my life as far as music has been, uh, really has been Bob Marley and the Wailers. Bob's father was white, his mother was black. And he has influenced me greatly to the point where I actually have a tattoo of him on my shoulder. So black artists have been a, a you know a, a big part of my life uh, and that's a big influence to me. As a white person, my life has been enriched immeasurably by the contributions of black people to our culture. My dad, uh, who passed away about four years ago, was a minister 
and taught equality. And I don't think he ever saw color. When people came to the lodge where I grew up, they were hiking the trail or visiting. He, you know, he never, never mentioned color a, a time in his life. It never came up. So I know he was, had no prejudice about him. There is a great cartoon going around today that I think that explains the Black Lives Matter expression a little bit uh, because some people will push back and say, well, all lives matter. And yes, of course, all lives matter. But, you know, this is a fire drill. Black lives are treated as expendable by the police, many police, and by the government that hires them. If someone says, save the rainforest, you don't respond, well, save all the forests, do you? I mean, just because we need to save a rainforest doesn't mean that other forests don't have value. It's just that this thing needs our attention right now because the situation has gotten out of control. And somehow, someway, our country and our world just has to reckon with the hundreds of years of slavery and Jim Crow and segregation and lynching and on and on and on of people simply because of the color of their skin. So yes, black lives matter.